Jake Burton, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Jack of all trades. I, I we do have a few people that come here that are jack of all trades, but um, you are. If I look at jack of all trades in the dictionary, you are right there. You're the main example. So, Jake, you are an IFBB professional bodybuilder. That is International Federation of Bodybuilding and Fitness. Yeah. You compete. Yeah. <laughs> and got it. I'm just going to say it. Like, I think you're the, the most handsome guy that we've ever had on the, the, this podcast. Besides Dwayne, besides Dwayne, you're, you're known as the world's most jacked DJ. Mutilate. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Mutilate is M U T I L eight. The yep. deets will be in the description of the, um, of the episode. So does who's bigger you or Cal Waki or how do you Kai watch Wachi, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm deaf. I don't want to talk, you know, smack about anyone. I'm definitely <laughs> bigger than him. Uh, He's pretty. He's pretty good size, but he's on on bulk. I would say. Okay. <laughs> but no, he yeah. looks. He looks pretty good. He, I'd say he's the second biggest DJ. There's actually one other guy. I I have no idea what his name is, but I like researched before I started claiming that I'm like the biggest DJ. <laughs> right. And there's one other guy who's actually also a pro. Um, I think he plays like techno or something. I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but he was pretty pretty big. Probably about my size, maybe even a little bit bigger. Uh, but I think he's a pro in classic physique as well. Okay. And Other than that, it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, you're a professional bodybuilder in what sense? I, they, I know they have different. You said physique and all that other stuff. What, what, what do you? Yeah. So there's there's open bodybuilding. Um, there's classic physique, which is the same as open bodybuilding, but they have a weight cap per height. So every inch is like a different weight cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm 5'10 and my weight cap is 207. It might be they might have moved it up to 212. Um, and then every inch it changes. And then physique is where they wear board shorts, so you can't see their legs. Okay. And that's the uh, yeah, three. And I'm classic physique. Okay. And um, you show your legs, man. I I've yeah. I've seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you, can't hide the legs. I would actually that the first show I was gonna do was bodybuilding and I was, go- I was doing physique and I, I didn't, I didn't like have big legs, but I was, I wanted big legs and I was destroying legs for like eight months. And then the coach I had at the time, Gabe Moen, uh, he's like, send me a picture. And I was like, dude, look at my legs. Cause they just like, you know, started getting big. And he was like, we're not doing physique bodybuilding. He's like, no physique. Your legs are way too big. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then I just skipped that phase, so- I guess. <laughs> So since you're the jack of all trades, let's, let's just start with bodybuilding. What got you into bodybuilding? Um, I started lifting when I was like 17 in high school, just, I don't know. I just wanted to look good. I had like already had like really lean genetics. I was always like, I'd just eat hot pockets all day and be lean. (laughs) Um, but I was probably like literally 100 pounds when when I was like 17, maybe, maybe like 120. Uh, so I was like, I need to put on some muscle. Um, and then, so I started hitting it hard and then I was also kind of like a late bloomer. So I kind of got like all the hormones at the right time as well. So I just like blew up. 
Um, and then when I was about 19 or 20, I joined this bodybuilding gym just cause it was sick and like hardcore. Um, and then Gabe Moe and the guy I was talking about kind of talked me into competing. Cause he was like, you know, you, you got the genetics for it for sure. We just need to, you know, put in all the work. Um, and then I did actually my first show, I was 21 and I crashed my dirt bike. I used to ride motocross at the dirt bike track. And I crashed my dirt bike. Actually, I almost died. <laughs> uh, I lacerated my spleen. And I was, I think I was like eight weeks out, maybe. So I was pretty lean. I lost like 25 pounds in the hospital. Um, big old mess. So I had to wait a year. And then the first show I did, I was 22 and I just loved it and basically just went from there. Okay. Were you in the service? No, that's also no. a funny story. I have a funny story for everything. So <laughs> um, I was actually, so I, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL when I was like, you know, 17, 18. And I busted my ass trying to get a Navy SEAL. Cause you can get like uh, into the Navy SEAL program before you actually join the Navy. Like yeah. you can basically go in with already knowing you're going to have the contract. Right. But what you have to do is like, um, they basically have like a, competition if you will for each region of the united states where you have to do like a physical test and all this stuff and all this crazy running and swimming and it took me like five or six months to finally get in because you got to be uh the number one guy in your region doing the physical tests and i had like i think it was like six tries once a month finally got it and then i <laughs> had the contract i was already ready to ship out and I stole from Walmart. <laughs> Only time I've ever stolen anything, maybe when I was like five years old. Um, and they kicked me out. And I, and then I was like, well, but I mean, I guess it was like a blessing in disguise because I wouldn't be where I'm at if I joined the military, probably. True. What what did you steal? Yeah, or allegedly was... steal? See, that's why it looks bad. Okay. So <laughs> I was going shooting. I, I like guns. I like shooting, you know, and I was literally just the stupidest thing ever. I, I had all my bullets. We were driving off into the woods in Washington. I literally, it was just like a, probably would have taken like 45 minute line. And I was just like, screw this and walked out. And that's, and they somehow caught me and yeah, I don't know. I was just being stupid 18 year old, I guess. <laughs> but since it was bullets, they were like, they interviewed me so hard. I had this guy from the, I don't know who it was, but someone like from the white house on like a secured line and all that. They're like, who are you, you know, going to kill? Like, what was your intention and all this stuff? And I was like, I was literally just going shooting. I swear to God. <laughs> when they were like deciding if they should kick me out or not. That's when I was on that call. So how long have you been in the game? The uh, bodybuilding game. Um, so since uh, the first prep show prep I did, I was 21. I'm 29 now. So like eight years. Um, okay. I went pro when I was 24. So I've been pro for five years now. Okay. Is, is it difficult? The lifestyle, the uh, keep maintaining. I mean, yeah, the, the competition prep hardest thing you'll ever do for sure. If you, if you do it to the extent of like winning and going pro, cause a lot of people will do a prep and they actually look like they're 15 weeks out still and do the show. And then, you know, they're like, Oh, I know what it's like, but you don't really know what it's like until you get down to where you're like, when it gets hard is when you're like, 
so depleted and so lean already. Your brain doesn't work like nothing. Like I couldn't even do this interview right now if I was at that point. Um, So that's difficult. Everyday life. I wouldn't say it's like it, it becomes habit, but the difficult part is just like not being able to kind of like socialize with food more than anything. Right. Training's fun. Gym fun. I love that shit. But the food part is the for me anyway. I've literally feel like I have a food like an eating disorder every day because I just I just want to eat everything all the time. I'm like right. so obsessed with food. And you have to stick on a bland diet too, correct? Yeah. When you're on competition prep, you, yeah, it's really bland. Um, you can use seasonings and stuff, but. Uh, Minimal. Yeah. Like a little much. dash. Like, and then even when I'm off season, I try to keep it bland because if I don't, I just like, once I have, like if I eat a pizza, that's all I want. That's all I can think about after I eat it. That's all I want. But if I eat bland stuff for two weeks, I don't really think about it. I'm just like, oh, I want more rice. You know what I mean? So I try to like keep it bland <laughs> on purpose because I just I, it's it's literally like uh, you definitely can't come to my house. Then. It's like a drug addict. Not even kidding. Like if I'm dieting and I eat something bad, if it's bad, I, so, I can so go off. <laughs> cutting weight making for competition it's almost similar would you say to wrestling um i never wrestled but i would say it'd probably be comparable to wrestling wrestling except for like for six months so yeah more power and another thing is like because so when i'm like four months out yeah and i'm already dieting hard it sucks and i'm hungry but i have fat on my body so i'm not really like I think I'm dying, but once I get like four weeks out, then I'm like, okay, I wasn't even dying. <laughs> now I'm dying. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if, I mean, wrestlers usually are pretty lean, so they might experience um, similar stuff to that, but it's just the constant like consistency oh, yeah. of six months of just dying. Yeah. So. I, I used to lift heavily in high school and college and everything else. And, and, you know, uh, looked up to Ronnie Coleman, looked up to Jay Cutler, you know, that competition, you know, the big guys. And, and mm-hmm. one thing that stood out was, man, you knew when they were getting ready and when they weren't, and you're like, man, that's two different people when yeah. you know they're just right. not competing and they are. And it's just that, that, that takes a toll on your body, doesn't it? Yeah. So I lose about like 40 ish pounds every competition prep. And then I gain it back. So I don't know how many seasons I've done, but it's like every year I'm losing 40 pounds. <laughs> so I've lost like 300 something pounds. Um, Does so diabetes yeah, it, run later yeah, in life? Um, a lot of people, if you like abuse insulin, I don't personally, but a lot of people use insulin to grow. Um, and that can definitely, uh, you know, contribute to getting diabetes. I think I, I'm like, I'm, I actually get like hypoglycemic sometimes, but I think it's from, I literally would eat like a whole tub of ice cream every day when I was a kid. <laughs> My mom had like no restrictions. I would eat ice cream candy and hot pockets that's like my whole diet when i was a kid <laughs> so i see in your background you got some awards some uh yeah what, what is that award 
Or what are those uh, of? There's Emerald Cup in Washington. The one yep. behind that is also Emerald Cup. Okay. That's the first two shows I did. And then that big, uh, what's it called? Cup. That's yeah. from some, I think, Oregon State something. Okay. Um, and then the one in the middle is USA is where I got my pro card. Okay. Yeah. So those are all local shows. And then the middle one um, is a national show. It's called USA's. And okay. yeah, that's where I got my pro card. Should put them in a bigger display, man, or a better display. <laughs> they were in a box until I moved into this house. Okay. <laughs> this is, we're in like my, uh, it's like the front room of my house, but you can kind of see this wall right here. It like separates yeah. from the other living room. And this yeah, is okay. like my producing room slash DJ room. room. So I have like all my, my cool stuff in here. <laughs> How does the professional yeah, the world work when getting paid is it all endorsements is it what what is it? how does that work for you guys yeah so you don't make any money off actually bodybuilding if so for let me just put it into perspective so you have to do a local show and get i think it's top five to qualify for a national show right at a local show you have to pay like 100 bucks ish 150 bucks to compete mm-hmm. plus tanning and all that stuff at a national show, you have to pay 350 bucks to compete. And then if you win a national show, then you're a pro. So you have to go through all these steps, which takes people, you know, a long time, a lot of yeah. work and effort. Once you're a pro, if you win, you usually get like $3,000. And we're talking, if you win a pro show, you go to the Olympia. So if you win a pro show, you're basically like top 20, 25 on earth. And you get like three grand. So the money is not good. <laughs> if you win first place at the Olympia, then the money's good. Um, but then you're number one on the planet Earth. Okay. Um, so in my opinion, the money sucks. But um, yeah, you, you make money through, you know, sponsorships and stuff, which kind of like these days is more about like following like on social media than right. really competing. So it's kind of like you more get like, you know, more followers and stuff from competing, which then leads to endorsements and stuff. Um, there's not really a lot of money in actually competing. So getting that card, it's more of a status thing, especially you putting yourself day in, day out, in and outside the gym, you know, just lugging time lugging weights around i mean that card means so much to you guys correct yeah i mean it takes a lot to go pro um for me personally it is good for marketing to be honest because i my main uh income is coaching people mostly online i do in person as well but having the pro card i mean there i'm sure there are some pros that don't know what they're doing (laughs) but um I coached myself for that show that I got my pro card and it just like, you know, gives people a little more reassurance that I know what I'm doing when I'm going to, they're going to hire me for coaching. Yeah. Um, But once you have your pro card, you can compete in pro shows and then you can try to qualify for the Olympia. So that's usually the next step people take. Um, That's what I did the first year after I got my pro card. And then I, every other prep I did after that, I had something bad happen COVID twice uh, we got rabbed on one of them and then I broke my shoulder on one of them. <laughs> there goes a so, question. I was going to yeah. ask you about the injury bugs, but you already. Yeah. 
You already said that it. wasn't from lifting. I I don't know. You could probably see see how this is separated. Yeah, you know, my, my collarbone sticks up. Looks like it's broken all the time. Um, I separated my collarbone from my shoulder, tore all the ligaments in here and in here, and uh, I was snowboarding. <laughs> it crashed and it landed really hard. Basically, ripped my shoulder off my car, mm. but it's gonna be, be sticking up like that forever now. Right? Oh, gosh. I can move it all. So, it's all little chicken wing. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, you mentioned it. You mentioned it. The coaching you got quite the reputation, not just by you know having your pro card and mutilate. You mm. have a reputation of coaching as well. How's that going for you? Uh, it's good. I've been doing it for since I was. When I was so probably like 19 to 23, I trained people. Um, I was obsessed with learning like the nutrition and everything of it. I also I went to school for uh, kinesiology and oh. was I took like every nutrition class I could take on the side. Um, but I was just so obsessed. I learned way more outside of school just on my own. Just I don't know. I just get like really obsessed with things. Um so then like 19 to 23, I coached people, but I also trained people like at a, I worked at like you fit and like a couple of gyms. Um, I had like 50 different jobs. I don't know. And then at 23, I quit the job I had and I was like, I'm just going to fully go for coaching. I posted some ads, got a bunch of clients. Um, and then since then I've just been only coaching and yeah, it's been good. Like, um, I coach everyone. Most of my clients I would say are like weight loss clients. Just yeah. trying to, you know, lose weight. And then I coach a lot of people for shows too. Um, I've coached a couple awesome. pros. Just yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's good though. Do you is it hard to put yourself aside when coaching other bodybuilders for competition? Or I mean, is it just um, natural? I mean, the not really, because I have been coaching people while I'm on prep also. And the only time it's really like difficult is just like that last like two weeks, maybe, but the last week I'll just tell my clients like, Hey, I got a show this weekend. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you ever just get, that one week of my life. Just, I just leave me alone now. <laughs> you, but, you ever get disgruntled, uh, clients? <laughs> um, honestly, for the most part, I would say 99% of my clients are just always happy and satisfied. Um, I've had a couple, where they, it's just too hard no oh, gotcha and they, and they quit um which i mean is fine with me if they're not gonna if they're not willing to put the work in i don't want to sit here and right. you know, do my end of the deal um but not really I, I haven't really had anyone like actually you know mad at me for anything are there people that want that instant result and if they don't it's, get it do they just say you know screw you i'm done uh yeah uh Sometimes a lot of people kind of before they start the coaching, they'll, they'll talk to me, um, with their, you know, I wanted to lose 20 pounds in three weeks. And I'll just tell them like, that's not, that's not realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so I I would say most people kind of have an idea of how it's going to go, um, when they start, but it's super ironic that you asked me that because the, literally the only client I can like actually think of that has, uh, you know, gotten frustrated with me, I guess, is this girl today, literally this, or no, it was like, it was like yesterday morning. Nice. I was talking to her today. Um, the thing with her is I've been coaching her for like three years. 
great girl. And I became too much of her friend, I would say, because she is a couple weeks out right now. And she asked me some questions and I gave her a friend answer, <laughs> which sort of insulted her because I'm very straightforward. Yeah, like, I'll, like, if you're being a little bitch, I'll tell you, you're being a little bitch. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, I've done it. I know I'm like you, male or female. You know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's a bitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm just saying if you're being, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got being you. a wuss. Um, right. I'll tell her straight up and I'll tell, I do that all the time. I, I, and I tell people that before they hire me, I'm like, I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff for you. You know what I mean? But to her, she's more like, I saw her more as like a friend too. Cause I've been coaching her so long. So I, I just was saying it as I would say it to a friend, not right. a client. And she got all offended. <laughs> but other than that, no, hopefully you guys make amends and she's okay. Yeah. She's also starving to death. So like, I understand, yeah. you know, getting it's all angry. sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For some real food, maybe yeah, yeah. some real food, not bland. <laughs> yeah. How, how long is the career of a bodybuilder? Like how many years, like when's your prime? Um, it's longer than people think. Um, usually people start, you know, early like 20 and then they can go for a while. They have master's divisions up to like, I think 70 plus years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say a lot of the big like pros probably retire around like 50 ish. You know, it's just depending on like health and genetics and stuff like Dexter Jackson. I think he's like 55 and he just still did the Olympia like year or two ago. Um, that guy's a savage yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he looks fr- like grace like he, he doesn't go backwards at all right um, yeah and then you have uh what's that guy's name i can't remember but this other guy had like some kidney issues and he basically lost like 100 pounds of muscle i saw um, that yeah yeah i know who you're talking about I, yeah I can't remember his name he's kind of taller well for bodybuilding he's probably like 511 <laughs> right i got um, you but yeah so yeah, it kind of just depends on your health, I would say. But I, I think everyone kind of it becomes such an obsession that you never really stop. You stop competing. But like, look at Ronnie Coleman; he's had like eight hip surgeries or something, and he's still in the gym like every day. Yeah, 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 crazy. buddy. Yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> do Do you find it hard, the tough on your body, day in, day out? Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest things, uh, that people struggle with basically is I wouldn't, I don't want to say like overtraining, but like under resting because especially when you're dieting super, super hard, that's him. (laughs) Uh, when you're dieting super hard and you're killing your body, your cortisol levels get super high and it's really hard to drop fat at that point. Cause basically your body goes into like survival, like starvation mode, you know? Um, so I would say that's like a big factor that people don't really like consider. Um, but yeah, it's definitely taxing on your body. I, I would say a competition prep, if you're fully in a hundred percent is really bad for you. <laughs> What's difficult, the schedule in the gym nutrition or both uh for me personally nutrition is far harder 
than the gym schedule. Um, I hate cardio. Not gonna lie, cardio sucks. No one likes cardio. <laughs> everybody uh, everybody my, hates cardio. Uh, my friend uh, Ryan is obsessed with cardio. He runs all the time, and I don't understand that freak. Um, anyway, that's me, man. That's me. That's me. But the training is is almost like therapeutic for me. I mean, I I like have to train, or I'll feel weird. I'll get. I'll start getting all mopey. Uh, need the endorphins from it. But the diet sucks. I never, I don't know. I've, I've never been like, I'm so glad I'm starving today. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear so you. diet for sure. I would say is harder. So, so give me a day in life of a bodybuilder, your day today. How did you start? Did you like, you want like the on competition prep day or like just a normal day? Both. Well, let's, let's, let's go. What are you on right now? Competition? Uh, I'm on nothing right now. <laughs> How many times a day do you go to the gym? Uh, just one when I'm off season. How, how, for how many hours? <laughs> uh, usually it's like an hour and a half oh, or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Depends on the muscle group, like legs takes a little bit longer, arms a little bit shorter. Competition. Competition. I wake up straight to the gym, don't eat. Um, and then I do cardio. Then I drive straight home, eat as soon as I can, so I don't die. <laughs> uh, and then um eat six meals a day. I go back to the gym. I usually try to eat, I eat at least twice before I go back to the gym. So cardio two meals and then go back to the gym. Um, and then pretty much I try to just like kind of chill as much as I can when I'm on prep, because hmm. I want as much energy as I can to go into, uh, my training and I want to save as much energy as I can. And I want my cortisol to be as low as possible. I'll do like some, uh, like golfing, for example, like, like real, like cardio, but it's not really cardio. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. relaxing stuff where I'm still uh, active. So what does your meals look like when you're getting ready for a show? Like you said six meals. So what, what, what do, what do those consist of? Like, So for me personally, I prefer like the same thing all the time. So it's just, just so it's easy. I'm just lazy. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people will try to make it all. I don't know how you guys do it, man. I don't know how you guys do it. A lot of people will try to make it all like fancy and, um, you know, a bunch of different carb sources and stuff, but I usually stick to, uh, I'll just tell you my whole prep diet. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing throughout prep. So meal one will be eggs, egg whites, and either rice cakes or bread. Um, depending where I'm at in the, how far out I am. Um, meal two will either be chicken and rice or beef and rice, lean beef. What's the point? Um, three. Chicken and rice or beef and rice. I do two beef meals. So it depends when I'm lifting. If I'm lifting after meal three, that'll be my beef meal. Um, just because I'll have a little bit more energy from it. Like a cup of rice or? Yeah. Yeah, it depends. I carb cycle it. So um, usually at the starter prep, I'll be eating like two cups of rice each meal. So it's kind of a lot. Um, trying to speed up the metabolism as much as possible. And then towards the end, it'll be like, uh, like maybe 100 carbs a day. So it'll be like two cups total the whole day spread out. Um, but yeah, then it's just chicken and rice, chicken and rice. Sometimes I'll switch it to like cod instead of chicken. Um, and then my last meal, I usually just have steak, lean steak okay. and like asparagus. 
How big is that steak? <laughs> eight ounces usually. Oh, okay. Seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then all my friends want to go for my cheat meal. Let's go get steak. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> right. what, what's I your cheat meal? Every day. <laughs> what's your cheat meal? Yeah. Cheat meal. I, I'm, I'm so basic, but I'm so obsessed with pizza. It's always what I want. I literally have a tattoo that says pizza on my leg. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll we'll, but, we'll get uh, there. Yeah. I usually go for pizza and ice ice cream. Okay. The dogs are getting wild out here. Oh. Nothing All right. Well, if you have to go, just let me know. I'll pause. So. Okay. Um. What is it? So you did that. When does? And this is the only question I'm going to ask. You, when does steroids come in? When All right. So. When do you see people resorting to that? Okay, so every, let me just start off saying, every every IFBB pro I know, every IFBB pro I've talked to, actually every one even competing in an NPC show or even trying to go to nationals is on steroids. Now people go, there's a wide variety, like saying steroids is like saying drugs kind of, like you could be smoking weed, or you could be doing meth. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. <laughs> right. it's not like steroids and steroids. So there's a wide like range of what people are doing and stuff. Um, I personally try to keep like as moderate a dose of stuff as I can, because, you know, obviously it's going to cause health problems down the line and stuff, but it's almost like, you don't, you don't have to take it obviously, but if you want to go pro and you want to win, it's like almost a necessity unless you're just like a freak genetically. Um, because otherwise you're not, everyone's going to have an edge over you. Um, and I like, so I'm very open about talking about steroids, even on my Instagram and stuff. So a lot of people that hire me are hiring me because they know, I know what I'm talking about with steroids and I'm willing to help them do a protocol correctly and not, you know, screw themselves up. Right. Um, and you'd be surprised how many people do steroids and want to do steroids <laughs> like that don't even compete i try to talk everyone out of it unless they're like trying to go pro i'm like you don't need it it's literally like you you don't need it but but i want to guide people correctly if they're going to do it anyway you know what i mean yeah so but yeah a lot of people with with this conversation uh do a lot of the bodybuilders uh like shun you have they shun you because you're so open with it saying everybody does it or i mean is it just a people not really um when i first started like talking about literally just straight up from the beginning on like instagram i just been honest in general like if someone asked me i'm just like yep i mean Mm. not gonna lie to you um i would say my dog's crying um i would say uh bodybuilders don't really get mad um, but I would say a lot of just regular people, uh, kind of are happy about it. Like, they're like, thank you for being honest and not, you know, pretending you're natural when you're not. Cause I know a lot, like, I know so many people that in their bio, it says lifetime natural, and they have came to me for advice on their cycle. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't see the point in, I get before when everyone had the sponsors, supplement sponsors, the point yeah. of hiding it was because the supplements are what got them big. You know what I mean? So the sponsors would get mad. Um, but nowadays it's like, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's silly to, to pretend for everyone. 
I, I just think the steroid companies should just jump in and start sponsoring everybody. Right. Yeah. See, the only issue is that it's this. illegal. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Unless, I mean, you can get prescribed. Most of it is prescription drugs. So, I mean, a lot of people do have like testosterone prescriptions and stuff. So it's not illegal. But um, I mean, if you're taking trend, it's illegal. <laughs> right. Gotcha. I appreciate your honesty, yeah, man. Absolutely. So, so yeah, for with, sure. this, with this honesty, I'm going to, we got three staple questions and due to dieting, I think I have to change one around, but you'll know which one it is. How do you make or had made a peanut butter jelly sandwich? How, what, what's your go-to your ratio? If you had peanut butter jelly sandwich right in front of you, how would you make it? I'm uh, more jelly than peanut butter kind of guy, which is crazy, right? I know right? Goes <laughs> peanut butter. I just love sugar and sweet stuff. I, I don't think in my whole entire life I have ever tasted something and said that's too sweet. You know what I mean? Like I'm that guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I usually go for, I would say like two to one on jelly to peanut butter. If it's going to wow. be like a perfect sandwich, you still want to get, you know, good amount of peanut butter, Okay, but you got to stack the jelly. Jelly. That's you're the first that said two to one. That is very Normally it's two to one peanut butter. Yeah, you're the first. Yeah, one. see, everybody goes for the peanut Man, butter. You are the very first one. <laughs> okay. Prince said it right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, okay, what's the jelly? What, what kind of jelly? Preserves, yes. grape. Yeah, yeah. I like raspberry preserves okay. with like a little like the little seeds in there. You like the seeds in it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. More yeah. texture. Yeah. yeah. It feels like I'm eating more fruit than like cake. I don't know. I, I, I'm an orange marmalade kind of guy. Right. So same thing. It just, I don't know. Marmalade I feel like I'm getting more money. Getting my right. Money yeah. Yeah. Enough. Exactly. You know, I just eating sugar. It's <laughs> true. Okay. Favorite Adam Sandler movie? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Easy. I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> I've seen all those movies. Or maybe Billy Madison. Maybe Billy Madison. That one's great. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to stump me there. Yeah, the, the, those are the most common. So, you are from PNW, so you yeah. know a little bit about the Deschutes Brewery, Road Brewery, but I know you don't drink that kind of stuff. So, going to change yeah. it up. Truly or White Claw? Because I know you guys drink the white or uh, the seltzers. Yeah, you guys party. You guys drink the shit out of that. They so. both taste exactly the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly go for like girl drinks. Like if I'm going to drink, I'm already drinking. I don't like beer. I don't, I've never liked beer. I don't, I think like, here's my theory. Okay. Don't get offended. <laughs> go for it. When you're a teenager and everyone's cool drinking beer, they're all cool. Right. It tastes like not good. Right. But you drink it because you're trying to be cool. Right. So then you drink it so long until you're used to it. And then eventually it tastes good because your body's used to, you know, the feeling you get from it. Right. Uh, I was never like that guy that like will do stuff because everyone else is doing it. So I would always try it and be like, this is gross. Why are we drinking this? You know what I mean? So I'd grab like a smear off ice when I'm a teenager <laughs> or something that tastes good. Hey, I got so you. I just yeah. never like develop the taste for it, I guess. Um, and I always go for like girl drinks. I'll get like a margarita. <laughs> it's not a girl drink. I mean, you can you can still get a girl drink. Uh, I would say martini or you know. So my, my girlfriend's like key lime pie martini. Yeah. My girlfriend drinks like whiskey, like straight up yeah, whiskey. I'm whiskey. like, can we have like a yeah? Can I get an apple tini? 
<laughs> is is your girlfriend normally the one fanning you when you're doing your uh your show that show yeah that show was <laughs> it's it was i think it was 105 that day and they didn't yeah. have ac in that warehouse it was like an underground show so they're usually a little sketch but i expected air conditioning in phoenix <laughs> yeah uh, so no, we, were, no. we were dying and i was playing a heart style set so it's like all fast music yeah um I was dripping before I even went up to the stage. It's crazy. <laughs> that crazy. was hot. All right. Got a couple stumped. Uh, we'll get you thinking. Bodybuilding or CrossFit? Bodybuilding. CrossFit. <laughs> I Okay. I have these hats. Have you ever seen the, like, where it's cancer and there's a little stick guy humping it? You've seen that bumper yeah. sticker? Yeah. It's like F cancer. I literally have hats that say CrossFit with a little guy humping it. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I don't All believe right. in CrossFit. I'm against it. Right. I'm against it. It's it's against evil, right? Exactly. It's hey, man, I, I came. I, I'm, I'm, I told I'm you going. straight up. I'm honest. CrossFit or cardio? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> depends on the cardio. I mean, I personally do cardio occasionally, so I guess I'll have to pick cardio because I don't do CrossFit ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay cardio or bodybuilding bodybuilding for sure yeah legs like or arms Ooh. <laughs> I, I i'm gonna go with that's a tough one too because leg sucks but when you're done it's so satisfying but then arms is just like always fun you know but leg day i'm a I'm going to say arms, but I do enjoy like how I have to like pump myself up for leg day. Like arms, I can just go to the gym and do arms. Leg day, like the day before, I'm like, all right, it's legs tomorrow. What am I eating right now? You know what I mean? I'm like getting ready because <laughs> it's so taxing. <laughs> okay. Bland food for seven days a week or eat anything you want? Are we talking like with no repercussions? <laughs> like how do you feel right now? If I ate anything I want for a week, I would gain 40 pounds. I am. I don't think you understand. I literally am like a, I, I'm like so obsessed with food. I literally have like a, a, I would call it a disorder, like straight up, not even kidding. Like if I start eating, <laughs> I got you. I will gain so much fat because <laughs> I would not stop. Um, but that would be way more fun than bland food. So. How, do you, how do you find time doing what you do? Like, do you ever take a break? I mean, you're always going, go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, music. I have, I have like a good amount of free time because I, most of my coaching is online. So, um, everyone, I, I have everyone check in on the same day too. Well, for the most part. So I'll have everyone check in on Thursdays. And then my Thursday is really busy because I'm replying to everyone all day and doing updates and everything. And then Friday I have the people that forgot to check in. Uh, but then usually by Saturday, I'm through everyone. I'll have like a couple of stragglers. Um, and then that way, Saturday, Sunday, I can like, you know, enjoy the weekend. Um, okay. And then I get, you know, clients text me all week and all day and stuff. But um, for the most part, I would say other than Thursday, Friday and a little bit of Saturday, I only have to sit down and actually work like a couple hours. Um, so, and then my training in-person clients are all Friday and Sunday. 
So through the week, I have a good amount of time. Uh, and then DJing's on the weekend. So like Thursday to Sunday, I'm like busy. And then the, the week, I'm like not as busy. Before we get to the meat and potatoes. Oh, go for it. Oh, no. Go, no, go for it. Oh, so I was gonna, I'm probably going to ask the wrong question. And that you're going to go for it. <laughs> well, because you're, you're a bodybuilder and a coach. And then you're a DJ. So mm-hmm. we haven't. Is that what you're going to ask next about his music? Nope. Like soon, soon. Oh, soon. Okay. So before we get there, well, I, I do have one. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 all right. So, uh, the food prep. Uh, how many hours a week do you put on food prep? That is a good question. Um, that's a that's honestly the thing I would say most of my clients struggle with. Not really as much the eating as preparing the food and being prepared. Because a lot of people will try to like make all their meals every day and i'm like that's just unrealistic if you're eating five six meals a day um unless you are at home all day but what the best thing i've found that works is that's also why like earlier we were talking about how i keep my food all the same that's also why because i just cook it all at once so i'll cook like i don't know a f- 10 pounds of chicken and then like five or six pounds of beef and then a crap ton of rice and I'll put it in like these huge Tupperwares in my fridge. Um, and then vegetables I'll cook like on the spot or whatever, whenever I'm eating them. But basically just the chicken, the meat and rice, I'll have in big Tupperwares. And then every day I'll just, you know, put them in little Tupperwares of what I need or I'll just grab it as I go. But that seems to be like the easiest way. I've done it where I prep every single meal for the whole week on like Sundays. And that's a job. That itself. is a lot nicer during the week. but it just like fills your fridge with Tupperwares. And then I don't know, that, that one's just a lot of work weighing it all out at the same time. No room for the Trulies or seltzers or anything. No, I, I drink like on competition prep. I don't drink at all the entire prep, like six months. Well, you can. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on uh, off season, I'd say like maybe every two months or so. Um, but when I drink, I drink. Cause I, <laughs> I don't believe in list. casual drinking. Cause I'm just like, what's the point of this? We're just, you know, ruining our protein synthesis and, and wasting calories right now. Drinking this two beers. I'm like, let's get, you know, if we're going for it, let's go for it. That's like my mentality. With it. <laughs> You're going to put it down, put it down. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like such a lightweight. Cause I don't drink a lot. I'll have like three shots and be like, cost that's that's great that's so cheap yeah yeah that's super cheap that's why i do a lot of stuff empty stomach no i don't (laughs) i I don't you know do that don't do that guys but i found what works for me same for you (laughs) i do not condone that guys before we get to the meat and potatoes because i really want to highlight the next segment what's next in bodybuilding for you um so right now so i just had this shoulder thing i think it was like february march maybe um i was out for i was on prep i was like eight weeks out from a show or something um like i said every prep i do something (laughs) happens uh but it kind of threw me back. Um, I couldn't do chest. Like I couldn't do anything for like a couple of weeks, but I couldn't do chest for like a few months. It was sucked. Um, so I think I'm going to, uh, this went fall winter, do like a bulk 
um, and try to just get as much size as I can and see where I'm at. And then around winter, springtime, I'm going to, I'm going to prep as if I'm doing a show. And then once I'm like lean enough, I'm just going to see where I'm at. I also don't know how this is going to look when I'm super shredded and like trying to do all my poses. Um, so I don't know if that's going to affect me. It also really affects, uh, my left lower trap. Right. It's like elongated now. So it looks a little weird. So I just want to see like what I look like lean and then I'll already be lean. So I'll probably just pick a show if I think I'm ready to do one. It's Um, crazy what you have to look toward and notice people notice. Oh man. It's so left side's got to meet the right side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when you say like you're, you're focused, you're really focused. Okay. Let's focus on music right now. I grew up listening to Dust Bros, uh, Dust Bros, uh, the Crystal Method, the Prodigy, um, Chemical Brothers, you know, Tricky, all of them, right? Even even Bush Deconstructed. Remember that album? You ever heard that album? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, some of these guys are before you were born. The Prodigy's good. <laughs> I don't know. But but those, those were the guys that brought it. It almost if you take your music and bring it back to their time, it's similar. Yeah. Because you have samples of, you know, uh, what is it, full throbble, you know, and they had <laughs> that sample. Yeah. We won't talk about that sample. That one, the, you know, it's funny, real quick. Yeah. My mom <laughs> hates that song. <laughs> She's straight up. Like I sent her it. She's like, this is horrible. I hate this song. This song sucks. She was like trash. <laughs> My cat is trying to get in the video. Um, but then I have this other one. Have you heard the one called trash talk? I love it. It's, it's she loves that one. And I'm like, this one's worse. What are you <laughs> like? Like vulgarness wise. I'm like, what do you want from me? so okay anyway continue (laughs) no 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 so 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 and stabbing westward you know they're they're a little more vocal but they're you know tech they got some they got some technicians going on a lot of it i I don't i'm not very fluid in your world in that i just know what sounds great and goes well together so if you want to correct me please (laughs) (laughs) so those are the days that you know i I listened to that the techno before even dubstep Mm -hmm. right and then it lost its way around 2000 to 2007 and Kavinsky came back for me. I, I, you know, Kavinsky, right? You just, no. Oh my God. Okay. You've less. <laughs> All right. So here, here's, here's something that, uh, that I, I was going to mention, um, bring it up to what you bring to the table. So if you want a quick, just what kind of music you remind me of, Listen to the Spawn soundtrack. Spawn, and, yeah, 1997 Spawn soundtrack. It's with uh, uh, Corn and Dust Bros. It's uh, collabs, uh, oh, filter okay. with the Crystal Method, Tricky, uh, Stabbing Westwards in it. I mean, they're they're a bunch of collabs, but and then have you watched the movie Drive? Yes, I believe so. With Ryan Gosling, I mean, it, yeah. it's kind of a weird movie, but it's so yeah. great. the 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 music that uh, the '80s synthesizer mm-hmm. that's Kavinsky. He's a French guy. He's a dubstep okay. that guy. Well, he just got out of retirement and 
changed to sound and it's kind of soft, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but before he went into retirement, man, he was just killing it, you know, on that soundtrack, uh, the chromatics college, you know, it brought it back a bit, but then I follow one of your buddies and man, he's just like, man, this is banger, 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 this banger, that, you know, I'm like, headbanger because i'm used to headbanging because i listen to yeah. slash metal metal hard rock that kind of thing and i'm like i needed to listen to this banger sullivan king all them but then mm-hmm. you he was like man you should really give this guy a listen so i get I give you a listen and it brought back all those days of the spawn soundtrack the chemical brothers because you sample you know some some words and then just mm-hmm. make the shit the shit beats dude i'm just gonna say and i mean that in the nicest way how do you do that how do you do that man because i see what you work with and man Mm -hmm. if you talk to just somebody on the uh, on the street people would probably say anybody can do that but i i tell you what i see what you do i see what they do because you show Mm -hmm. some others show it doesn't it's not that simple correct yeah um producing so there's djing and there's producing right yes djing is still you know difficult and there's there's a lot of creativity that comes into it and stuff but producing is way 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 harder um i'd say djing it took me like i don't know a couple months to figure out producing i've been doing it for like five years now um just like behind the scenes. I just didn't start posting songs until I got like good enough at it, but producing is pretty hard. Like um, I still have like a long way to go to make, you know, to get my stuff like perfectly mixed and everything. Um, But it's definitely difficult. Uh, The creative process I have is usually, I don't even know. I just like, sometimes it's so random. Like I'll just, I wish I could show you the song I just made. (laughs) I made the whole song. And then I was like, I need, I was like, I need like some cartoony vocal with like someone, uh, someone that's nice and happy, but like evil at the same time. Cause you you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I couldn't think of anything. And then I just randomly found bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. There's one where she... There's an episode where she gets all pissed off at everybody and she's like, I'm going hardcore now, right? So I use all that for the vocals and it works so good. Like I'll, I'll send you it after. It's sick. But um didn't you share it, like, that? Uh sorry, what? Did you share that? You shared that on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you? I posted a little snippet of it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't released it yet. But um yeah, like sometimes I know exactly what I'm doing and I like have it in my head. I really like. I don't want to say like evil sounding stuff, but like maybe like creepy, like so a lot of my songs would fit in like a Halloween mix. You know what I mean? Correct. Like it has like ominous. That's the word like ominous vibes. And then I've, I grew up on, uh, well, actually I grew up on like classic rock, but in my teenage years, I started listening to like corn, yeah. um, slipknot, like metal shit. So I yeah. like, I like the metal. And then now I listen to like, act like heavy, heavy, like death metal shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I really like the 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 metal influenced vibes and like stuff like that. So like Phase One, if you don't know who Phase One is, look him up. Um, he has a lot of like metal sounding stuff. And then yeah, Sullivan King, the 
Kezo, those three are like pretty big inspirations, I would say. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make it like, I just, I basically just want to make stuff that I like, honestly. And that's just kind of what I do. And that's what got you <laughs> in it. Just, you just yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah. I started out, uh, just make, I literally was making mixes for the gym because you're on, you know, Spotify or SoundCloud and you go through the songs and it's like, it'll randomly go to some, I'm, I'm trying to squat four or five and it switches right. to some shit that is like, just kills my mood. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Right. So I, I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to make a mix. So like an hour long mix, right. With all the songs I like. And then I, I, DJ, I learned how to DJ so I could blend it well. And that's where I started. I just started making mixes to, I wouldn't even post them. I just lift to them and just be able to go hard for an hour, you know, on right. stuff that I like. And that's kind of how it started. Our, our our mixing and stuff was you hold the repl- the play and record button at the same time, recording it off the radio, oh. and then you make your own mixtapes out of that. That's, you get really good at it, no breaks, right. no breaks. <laughs> Correct. And, and and you would say uh, your sound is hard dance dubstep. Yeah. So I I'm I'm all over the place, dude. Like I. <laughs> So I would say my main sound is kind of like that Vecna song we were talking about earlier. Right. Like ominous, a little darker, and like punches hard at the drop. Uh, right. Metal vibes. Yeah, like headbanger stuff. But I am I that bubble song I was just talking about, I'll show you that one. It is like it's ha- it's happy hardcore, basically. Um you would something you would see in like an anime, like a really happy anime right he knows all about anime <laughs> yeah i'll send you it. uh but i'm just so all over the place like one day i'm in the mood for some evil shit and one day i'm just like let's make a song with powerpuff girls you know what i mean so yeah. i'd say i'm very like um and that's how my sets are too like if you've ever have you ever been to like a festival or edm show or like a rave no uh, when have you heard like a live set like a, like an hour long okay so you know how it's mostly just the same genre the whole time so I personally do like, I would say like 60% heavy dubstep, like the stuff I like that Vecna song, for example. And then I throw in hard style, hardcore, some random house. Like I, I make it like all over the place basically. And I started doing that cause that's what I like. I don't like uh, an hour of the same thing over right. and over. I mean, I do, but like, I would rather have like some random crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and it, it makes me a little, uh, unique, I guess, like Kezo's kind of like that. Other than him, I don't really know any other, um, I guess there's this girl named mad girl. She's kind of dubstep and hard to sell, but other than them, I don't really know anyone that kind of switches it up like as much as I do. Yeah. Um, and I was just doing it cause I like that, but now it's kind of like my thing and it, it, it's like, uh, making me sort of unique in the scene, I would say. Right. So I'm glad yeah. I didn't. I, I'm glad I didn't just kind of conform and just do dubstep. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's it's working, man. It's working because you know I'm 40 years old and and I'm getting my daughters in it. You know, not not the <laughs> gain mass, eat ass, or full throbble. But I told I told them that I'm going to have you guys on there, right? Have you on here? And I had I was like, oh Vecna, and they're like, is that Stranger Things? That's Stranger Things. Yeah. That is Stranger Things. So, so my 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 daughter, she's 
14 going into uh, 15 in October. Um, shout out to her. Uh, I, I was going to ask, it was Stranger Things uh, inspired? Yeah, yeah. Um, the vocals are from Stranger Things. Hopefully I don't get copyright issues on that one. I changed it a little, so it wasn't exactly the same. But yeah, it's like, so if you, ha- you haven't seen Stranger Things? Uh, not the I new season, not the new season. Not oh, the new yeah, season. okay. I have so the, the bad guy, basically, in the That's newest that. season, um, who's actually been the bad guy all along, plot twist, who's yeah, uh, <laughs> this really creepy, uh, really cool um, bad guy, honestly, like the way the CGI on that, or I don't know, I, I'm gonna get, it has to be CGI, most of it, because it's like moving. Is, yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's actually but, suit. But yeah, like, but they did so good on that, and it was just super cool. Um, and then we were already it's a song with my buddy Smiley's and my buddy Felix yeah. FLX is his uh DJ name. We made the we basically made the song and we were like trying to find vocals. And I started the new season and I was like, dude, I was like, we have to do this. <laughs> I was like, we gotta put Vecna in there. So I put that in there and worked out. Has anybody approached you for a collab? Big names yet or no? No, not like big names. Um, I have a bunch of like unreleased stuff that's not finished. I have one with my buddy Mamba. He's uh, he's about he's probably a little past me in like the moving up in the ranks. Uh, but he's like same level as me, like still doing uh doing some festivals but we're not like main stage you know know, 12 p.m guys yet (laughs) but i have a i have a a good one that patrick would like (laughs) with him it's really pretty in the beginning and then it drops hard um and then i have one with this guy named too soon who is um also just like another up-and-coming guy excision plays his song sometimes so i feel like he will probably blow up pretty soon nice Um, okay yeah and then yeah, I have like five collabs on the back burner. <laughs> okay. So back to the question. Dream collab. Dream collab. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, actually, probably Sullivan King, to be honest. Because I was going to say phase one. Um, but phase one is very popular. Don't get me wrong. But obviously, like Excision or like Sullivan King would be more popular. And I would say Excision just because it would obviously, you know, put me on the map, but I feel like it would fit a lot better with Sullivan King because he's more like a rock metal kind of guy. Um, And that's kind of what I go for usually. So dream venue. (laughs) Dream what? Venue. Dream venue. Got to be EDC or or Tomorrowland. Um, Okay. But EDC, there's so many states. I honestly... I'm going to get hate for this. I don't really like EDC that much. <laughs> um, my favorite show is run by the same company, Insomniac, but uh, Beyond Wonderland. Basically, it's like a smaller version um, of EDC, I would say. It has multiple genres, you know. It's pretty huge still, but it's but EDC is so big. Like, There's like... I don't even know, 10 stages or something. You can't possibly, you know, go to everything. Um, but yeah, obviously Planet UDC would be probably the coolest thing. I, 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 I noticed that you have a festival coming up in Phoenix, right? Full moon. Yeah. Full moon. Full moon. How, how, how did that work out? Like the, uh, um, I played full moon last year. So full moon is like, uh, 
it's not, I wouldn't call it like an underground show. It's basically, so in Phoenix, there's Relentless Beats is like in control of all the big, huge festivals and shows. And then I would say Full Moon is like the next one under Relentless Beats. Okay. So it's pro- it's like the biggest show in Phoenix that's not Relentless Beats probably. Um, but I played it like a probably like eight months ago they have they have like four year i think or something like that um and it was awesome that was the first big show i played actually uh and there's i don't know maybe like two thousand people in the crowd um and but it was awesome just being like one of the first shows i ever played so i just texted the guy the other day um that runs it his name's dark mark he's a really cool guy uh and i was like yo like he runs the main stage. He doesn't run the whole show. I was like, yo, when are you going to put me back on full moon? <laughs> and he was like, Shh, you just got to ask. And I was like, all right, sick. So then he put me on it. Um, <laughs> That's all you have to do is ask, man. Yeah, For uh, real. The but I'm hoping so that there's three big main festivals here. Uh, there's Gold Rush, Decadence, and um, Phoenix Lights. Mm-hmm. I played all three of them last year. My first year around to playing live shows. So nice that felt awesome um i played the silent disco two of them so nothing crazy and then phoenix lights i played like the little side stage basically yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping gold rush this year they put me on uh there's like a there's like a little local stage and a big local stage and then there's like the big main stage so i'm hoping to be on like the big local stage at least nice Um, okay we'll see though yeah but but full moon full moon is sick it's like I don't know, a few thousand people there. Um, the last one they had sold out. Uh, I almost couldn't go. I was try- I was just going to support my friend, and I almost couldn't get in because it was sold out like the day before the show even was on. <laughs> yeah, people so, love EDM, EDC, yeah. man. They love that. Even here in the Gorge, man, you can't get yeah. tickets. Uh, you know, Base Canyon and all that. Yeah, yeah just- the Gorge is the Gorge is a really good, uh, really beautiful spot for a show, and the the amplifier like the. The amphitheater effect there, you know, right. going up that big hill, Dude, probably sounds great. Your arms are arms. freaking oh huge. That it just took the whole screen, man. <laughs> who who comes up naming your your uh, your your beats, man? You? Who comes up naming them? Yeah, yeah name them because like fuck pineapple, <laughs> f y o f. That that's that one great. is. Fuck your own face. Yes. <laughs> um, so fuck. I usually <laughs> I, now that now that you're saying them all, it sounds <laughs> a little. Uh, there's there's a consistency in that, you know. Yeah, yeah right. F ends with a K. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so most of them, I'll make the song first, and then like I'll just whatever like the main vocal is. Um, I'll just kind of go off that. Uh, sometimes when I can't think of one, I'll just ask my girlfriend and sometimes she'll just say something stupid and I'm like, all right, we're going with that. <laughs> Cause she's like me and just likes to mess around all the time. But, um, but the pineapple one, uh, that's like one of my favorite ones, but that one is actually a, a flip of an, do you know who Attila is? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's a flip of an Attila song. And that's like one of my favorite songs. It's, it's hilarious. The dude. It's like all metal, and then in the middle of the song, the guy like orders pizza, and he gets it, and there's pe- and there's pineapples on it, and the other guy's like, he's right. like, you got pineapples, and like starts freaking out, and then it goes like metal again. So that's 
where I use okay. some of the vocals from that. And like, that's where I got the information or information. That's where I got the inspiration. <laughs> um, gotcha. So yeah. yeah, I was just like, screw those pineapples. <laughs> what, what do you feel or what, what, which beat do you feel is the most underrated? I'm going to ask you first of mine. Yeah. Cool. Fuck. Probably. Um, <laughs> that's like my favorite one. So that one is a collab with dark Mark. The guy I was talking about that runs the full yeah. stage. Um, that one is honestly, I could have like now, if I made it, it would sound better. I made it a while ago. It's one of the first like good songs I made, but it, it really has like raw style at the beginning, which is a form of hard dance um, and dubstep. And then the next drop is like both kind of, and it really has like, a good feel for like what my sets are like. Mm-hmm. And I personally think it's like sick. Like I love that song. So, but it has, it's probably the least viewed song on my, uh, on my platforms. <laughs> so I, I've listened to it a few times today. As a matter of fact, I was just like getting in the, the rhythm, you know, just yeah. doing everything. <laughs> and I have, I have you on Spotify, iTunes and all that stuff. You're actually playing before we, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, really. we were playing. Yeah, the, the Vecna. Vecna. My belief, I don't know how well it's doing on, on your number side, but mine is Killing Curse. That is my most popular song. Really? Oh, yeah. man. So Dude. I'd say that that one's probably my favorite. Um, just like mixed wise, like just done song. Like that's probably my favorite one. Um, and yeah, that one is the popular one for sure. <laughs> well, dude, I can't get enough of that. I can't get enough of all of it. I mean, because I, I run a lot, I do a lot of cardio, do mountains mm-hmm. and everything else and races. And I have to like get your mindset. So I'll, I'll, and also go to work, you know, I'm, I'm a therapist, a mental health therapist. So yeah. I like have to hype myself up and man, your music is just like there, you know, just get you hard, you know, and <laughs> for real, it does. It just, it, no, no, it, like it, it does. It, it gets you hard. It, it gets you pumped. It pumps hard. <laughs> no, no, no. Pump. Pump. I'm going to call my next song Viagra. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, call it mixed Viagra. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Hundred dollar question. The big question <laughs> drops. I hope you're out with the voices on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. The drops. You the drops are those the toughest to time and to put out there. Uh, producing wise, um, I usually uh, not usually. A lot of times, I'll make the drop first. I'll just like have an idea in my head and make it. Or like I'll make like an outline of it and then I'll go make the intro and then I'll like incorporate the intro into the drop. So it's, um, but there's kind of like a, like a structure to it where not like what you're supposed to, I guess what you're supposed to do. And if you kind of stick to that, yeah. um, and obviously you can change it however you want because it's music you're making. Um, if you stick to kind of like the proper structure, it, times it out correctly and everything um but when i first started getting good at producing a couple years ago um making the drops like intense was so hard and there's so many there's a lot of producers that have really 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 good music in my opinion that the drop 
is like the the drops just don't have like the intensity that I want them to have. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. yeah. So from the very beginning, I was trying as hard as I could to make my drops like as intense as possible. I would You're say. Right. Um, and now I got it kind of figured out like what elements make it more intense and stuff. Um, yeah. So, so you do the drops first. Yeah. Usually, usually I'll start with the drop. Your, your drops are on point, man. Like seriously, I, I just know when it's going to hit. And then sometimes there's a surprise, a little, yeah. little hesitation. <laughs> Those get me, man. But they're, they, they just set it up for the, you know, the climax of yeah, so, like the like the killing curse song you're talking about. Like yeah, the second, the last drop in it, um, like that one is more like surprise, right? Because you think it's gonna be dubstep, and then it's like a exactly. I don't even know what genre to call it. I guess it would technically be hard style, but um, it's basically just like double time the kick. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, I like doing stuff like that where it's just like unexpected, I guess. And then then the the, the sirens that little. That screech. I mean, anytime that's in there, uh, bro, it, <laughs> it, it got it gets you. It gets you. I'm it gets me pumped. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it gets me yeah. pumped. It gets me hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the longest drop you've ever heard, man? For real. Longest? Yeah, or just the, the wildest drop the since you've been in the one? game. <laughs> you can say it too. My favorite one that I play is um I don't I can't I honestly don't even know the song. It's <laughs> one of them. So it's FYOF, that song of mine. Um it's like five songs. I made a mashup of a bunch of songs. Okay. The, the intro is like this. Do you know you probably don't know the, the excision song um called Vault? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Well, who who is he collabing with, or is it just with him? I think it's just his song, but basically the, the, the it's a really long intro, and I think it's called Vault. I might even be. I'll check it out. Like, um, but anyway, so the intro is like a whole bunch of different vocals split up. So it's like, "Are you ready?" This is all, so it's like a whole bunch of different right. So I redid that and put SpongeBob vocals. <laughs> so it's like that same song, but it's like a whole bunch of SpongeBob stuff, nice. and then um, right at the end, it's SpongeBob gone like uh it's the episode where he's like dehydrated or whatever and he's like i need it right so that's like the pre-drop and then the drop is fylf mixed with some other excision song that i cannot remember what song it is but um yeah anyway it's two songs (laughs) okay and that that's probably my favorite one it's in one of my mixes i don't know which one for okay for producers, the drop <laughs> is the drop what you guys go for mostly. Is it all about um, the drop or is it the substance? no? I would say so. I I would say it's probably more about the rest of the song. Um, if anything, because you can have like the craziest drop ever, but if the build up into the drop is not done right then it won't sound nearly as hard and as heavy and stuff okay all right a couple more and that's it will you ever will you ever go soft 
He knows what I mean. He knows what I mean. You guys know what I mean. You guys, we try to make it funny, haha podcast. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that's the that's the clip you need to use for like the the watch this podcast. That's the that's the pre clip right there. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, um, just that intro right there. Yeah. Will you ever, Will go, you ever soft? go soft and then just cut it? There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? You can you can sample that, and I'd love to hear it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> The hard and the and the soft. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sample it anyway. Uh, <laughs> not really. I don't think so. Um, I don't really like. So I have this collab with my buddy Mambo, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and the intro I would say is soft. It's uh, this girl Bella Renee did the vocals, and it's it's honestly like really pretty uh, intro. There's like a bunch of violins, a bunch of like sparkly downlifters, and all this crazy stuff. Sounds really good. And then the drop is uh, compared to my other drops, I would say it's like medium, <laughs> um, but compared to the intro, it's really hard. So it sounds a lot harder. Like I was saying, you kind of got to base it off the, the build and everything. Okay. Um, so that's, that song is sick. Uh, that's probably like the softest type music I would ever make. Um, like something like pretty stuff and then drop it hard mm-hmm. but drop wise i don't think i'll ever make like a soft okay. slow drop unless it was like something really wonky and weird maybe <laughs> so what you're saying is that you will always stay hard exactly exactly <laughs> dying to say that not for real but, but like seriously if you listen to the soft and then to the hard like for real if you listen to soft it, it just doesn't cut it especially if you're trying to get a workout in and you hear that soft melodic yeah see like, that's uh, probably why so like a lot of people like that stuff obviously like elenium's freaking you know off the charts um but in the gym, this see that's where I started was for the workouts, and that's what I do and everything. And when I'm at a rave, I want to go hard, you know. I don't want right? to sit there. <laughs> um, so that's probably where it stems from. But I have never ever been into like slow, soft stuff. I don't know why. Like I, I can appreciate the the talent, you know, of like yeah. a great singer. And I can appreciate the talent of like the producers making all the soft stuff, but like actually enjoying the music, I have right. trouble with. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a turnoff. It's like oh, just stop, just with the beat, just put the beat back on. No more singing soft stuff. Yeah, right. Imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So we already said full moon festival. Festival. What's your next gig? I know you get the underground stuff, correct? I had. I totally messed up my scheduling. I had one on. Uh, July 30th. And then I remembered USA's is July 30th. <laughs> um, and I got to go to Vegas uh, for a client that's doing USA's. Nice. Um, nice. So I can't do that one. Um, and then I have full moon. Um, I have uh, another one in Tempe. Uh, it's the headliner's Dark Siders, which is a hard style one. So that one will be like all hard style set. I've been doing like my main, my main mutilate is like dubstep hard style it's a couple other genres mixed in crazy shit right. and then my mutilate hd for hard dance is like 
95% hard dance, so hard style and stuff like that. So I'm getting a couple more of those shows, that one specifically. Nice. But but yeah, those are the only two like main ones I have right now, unless I'm totally forgetting one, uh, which I probably am. Um, <laughs> and then tours, hopefully Gold Rush. What? Tours? Are you going to tour around? Or I mean, I've been trying. Okay, so my buddy, Lil Texas, his name's Sam, but his DJ name is Lil Texas. Coolest guy ever, by the way. Um, I'm trying to hop on his tour bandwagon <laughs> if okay. I can, but at the same time, trying to not be like you know, a mooch or whatever. But, um, he I think he's gonna do like a tour next year, and I was hoping to be like one of the you know, support guys, so nice. we'll see on that. But for like an actual tour for me, I got like a long way to go before that. Um, yeah, so but but I've been I've been focusing more on like producing right now than doing live shows because that's how you like get big in this industry basically is having your own produced songs and stuff go popular when are you gonna make an lp a what an lp a longer oh uh ep extended play um, so, yeah yeah EP. EP. Close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, what I, mean. I mean, but an actual uh, album, so I, I can yeah. just download that and get all your stuff. I don't know. I was, I have a, I have like six unreleased songs right now. Um, mm-hmm. The problem with me and and like an album is that my songs are all over the place. <laughs> they don't sound the same. Right. <laughs> like, so I have like, uh, I think I have three dubstep songs. Which I could put those three in like an album, but I'd have to make more, obviously. And then I have a raw style song, a happy hardcore song, and then I have a, another hardcore remix. So to make like an album, I feel like it at least has to be like go together. You know what I mean? So maybe I don't know. I'll probably just I, I like I like doing like the single releases because then I can like hype up each song a little more true okay but yeah Makes probably sense. a while but I, i'm sure i'll eventually do one with like all the all the songs that are just like you know sitting on deck that i haven't released where can the people who are listening find you i know you're mr you're the king of social media man you're everywhere yeah the uh actually my facebook got hacked so oh. i can't go there don't go to facebook yeah. right um yeah it got hacked like a year ago and they still haven't I emailed him like 20 times. Anyway, uh, so for my DJ page, it's Instagram is DJ Mutilate, M-U-T-I-L-8, the number. Yep. And then my main page is Jake Burton.official. That's like my bodybuilding page, um, yep. my normal life stuff. Um, and then uh, Spotify is just Mutilate. Um, SoundCloud is Mutilate. Apple Music is Mutilate, M-U-T-I-L-8. Okay. I think I'm the only one with that name too, which helps. Like a lot of yeah, a lot of people have there's like 20 artists with the same name. So but not with yeah. eight. Yeah. Not normal yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah, there's a guy named Mutilator. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so do you uh Linktree is also another thing people can find you on your Linktree, correct? I have a yeah, I don't know if it's a link tree. It's link fly. Link fly. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll get that. If you click the link in my bio on either of my Instagrams, um, it'll right. take you to my coaching website. Yep. Uh, all my, um, can you hear my cat? No. She's fighting, oh, she's fighting the dog under the table and like, okay. kissing. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, that'll take you to like everything. So I'll have all that in the description if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else, man? I, I'm done with all the questions and it's, you know, been a pleasure. Uh, no, I don't have any, but, uh, thanks for having me on. It's fun. Yeah. I'm going to send you my Powerpuff Girl song. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's not for being so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, I got you too, hard. man. Stay yeah. hard. You keep it. You keep it hard, Stay brother. Rock hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to send you that song though. It's going to be like way different than nice. what you think it's going to be. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Jake. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to sign off, but, uh, hang on. Okay.